This is Roof English Radio with Darenata, daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, Roof. Hello, this is Roof English Radio and I'm Darren Adam. Thanks very much for your company. I'm on the south coast of Iceland today in the town of Erabaki, a town about which we're going to hear a little bit of the history, but also the history of the house and the culture centre that I'm sitting in. It's called Bakastova, and I'm with Auster Christine Ragnarsdottir and Valgir Guthjonsson. Welcome to Roof English, both of you. Thank you very much. And thank you for the lovely welcome to the house here welcome as well. Welcome to the house and welcome to the sunny weather. It is very sunny today, yeah. isn't it? You are yeah. just bringing the sun with that's, you. That's what it must be. Now, here in Bakastova, in this house, the Culture Centre opened here in 2014. So let's start there if we can. What is and what happens at Bakastova? Uh, we can say what, what we decided to do. We decided, to with, along with our children, to establish some outlet, uh, possibility for me and my husband, mm-hmm. for Valkyr and Austra, uh, to work in their, uh, how do you say, not in the golden years, yes. because we were 70 years old then. Now, mm. but we were not then around yeah, we 60 years old then. Do something which pleased us, and we were capable of doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, people have always been very much of a target for us to to make pleasant moments, communication, and uh, along with art like music mm-hmm. and stories. So we did that and many people think this is just a coffee house because it's a culture house, you can drop in, but that is not it. We have guests who uh, plan on coming, mm-hmm. 10 of them, five of them, families, uh, partners, workers, you know, companies uh, and so on. And uh, they, we plan on that and we, do everything custom-made. We share. We, I'm the storyteller, and my field in the storytelling is the 19th century, because in the 19th century, everything happened here in Erebaki mm. of importance. Okay. And that r- comes to my roots in Erebaki. And Valke, mm. you take them downstairs to your music hall after they have been with me, mm-hmm. and having some refreshment, of course. <coughs> yeah. So it's a show, it's an experience that you tailor for the visitors uh, who, yeah. who want to see it. If and, and you were coming, for example, so yes. I said to you, Darren, uh, how many are you? Uh, what kind of combination? Are those your friends, families, etc.? How long will you be staying? Would mm. you like to stay? Do you want to come in the morning, in, uh, in the afternoon mm. or in the evening? So we, we do that mm. and we just tailor make. And then, what kind of refreshment? Would you like to have some food over from the restaurant? Or do you want to go over there afterwards? So this is a kind of, this is always a, a something uh, improvised. Yes, yes. And it'll, it'll be different every time then, for every, every group. We just, it's flow. It's, yeah, it's a flow yeah. of communication. And what is so wonderful when people, because this is also our home, mm. culture house. Now mm. you were, for example, in the, in the Sakna Stover, which is the storytelling room, mm-hmm. with furniture from the 18th and 19th centuries all over, you yes, might notice. Some beautiful furniture <laughs> yes. here, some beautiful and items. We have, if you, we can even have half an hour story about each furniture. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you, we are not yes. going to do that. 
But uh, so, so you you bring the stories. I know that you're a writer as well. You've published a novel, so, yes. so that's that's what you bring. Valgir, obviously, your music and your your lyrics, you bring that to the experience, and people get to hear the songs that you've written. Yes, and I have. Well, I've written a, a whole lot of songs and lyrics, <laughs> hundreds and hundreds. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, so that is what I do, and so yeah. I mean, Ásta is kind of the leader, she... I'm a coordinator. Yes, so, and then I just sit on a stool mm -hmm. and, and sing and, 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 and let the people yes. hear, hear what I'm saying and, and how it, that is. And do you play on the piano or the guitar? I know there was a guitar here. Yes, well, the guitar is my main... In instrument yeah. yeah so so i i yeah it's it's easy to i mean it's very hard we we cannot really put take this out of the house <laughs> no <laughs> yes there's so, a, a beautiful piano in yeah. in one end of the room which you're right it would be difficult to move that uh, we we, easily we have to call <laughs> the rescue team when we moved over here we have to call the rescue team to carry it upstairs <laughs> I'm, i promise you but, but I have to tell you, because you are so modest, Valger, mm. uh, that, that his songs, uh, most of them are, are so well known by the Icelandic nation. Yes. So people really want to hear from his own. <laughs> and is, is that what you play? Because you go all the way back, of course, to the, the Stunmen yes. uh, in, in the 1970s. And, 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 the, and the acoustic band, the Spilvek Theodana. Yes. Yeah. And so the songs that you play for people when they come here, do they get to hear those? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I can just, you know, take something out of the binder there and, yeah. or, or, you know, uh, yeah, and play for them. And, and everybody, and I'm not bragging about it, but what we did, we were like in high school. And we just got together, the four of us, and then, then, uh, yes, and we played for the first time yeah. at, 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 at a very party at, at Hotel Saga. And we were just very, I mean, we were like shitless, you know, we were not prepared for this yes. but, but yes. there was a school band uh, there were four of them in the school band and and on the way they, they decided to just be the the most you know uncharming group mm. of, in the country and be funny and just it should all be a joke and then on the way they said what shall we call us and then Valky came up with the student we said stud means fun and uh, men means men the funny man and this just made such a success mm. and was so such a success that they had to continue and so it has never stopped i think it stopped mostly last year or something like that but he has mm. not been in all the time but yeah. he has been the main composer and that's been because a lot of people who are in successful pop bands mm -hmm. that doesn't end up being their career but in your case it did it oh, became yeah. your life yes i mean it it just happened, you know, and when we then we went to to Norway to study, mm -hmm. and when we came back, we got both Austa got a very good job, and and I got a, got a job as well, and but then the, the year after, 
there was we decided to make a movie and the movie is i mean you cannot yeah i mean a, anybody in iceland that you or everybody or, or hmm. know this and this is played on the 17th of june and on the christmas no on the on the new year's, new new year's mm. eve mm. and has been doing since that time three, three times a year at least this so it follows <laughs> the, the gen, young generations you know yeah. five six years old kids up to 19 years old mm. people and, and do you ever get tired of it seeing that movie three times a year I was terrified when I saw it for the first time. <laughs> we were just do it, lo looking at it in a small little theater, you yes. know, and I was not very impressed. I think Darren has to take, take a look at it. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's, so. It's, a, it's a competition between a women band and a man band. And it's very nasty sometimes. Well, I wasn't here for National Day this year, and I think we were... I don't remember seeing it on New Year's Eve last year, but I'm going to watch out for it this yes. year, certainly. When you get visitors here, when you get people coming along to experience an evening of culture and, and, and music and fun with you... Or morning of culture. Or, or morning, yeah. any, any, any time of the day. <laughs> Is that usually people from Iceland or, or people from other countries? I mean, we get a lot of, of people who come here by buses, yes. and, and which is very fine, and, and, they, and we do that at, at the Red House also, restaurant. I was telling him that we have, we, we emphasize, we have, Bakastova is a very special thing, because we have, it's a special model of, of cultural, mm. uh, yeah, cultural program or whatever mm -hmm. you call it, because it's so personal. It's very intimate, mm, yeah. and but we have here the old square, and at the old square we have this very important building called Húsið, or the house, which is the oldest house in Iceland, has now become a museum, mm, mm. but not this kind of a museum that you come and just uh, observe some objects, but you come and see how people lived, mm -hmm. so you go into a home. There we have also the restaurant, the Red House. And then we have this wonderful church, mm. which is a, like a, or a, or how do you say, music hall. Mm. So we have, my emphasis since I moved here is to make this periphery, to move, make this, you know, that you can yes. work together. You, when we have guests, like Valky says, in a bus, they are maybe 50, then it's very good to be able to go into the church to perform the music. Yes. Because it gives you more. And also then to go and have nice food at the restaurant. And then, mm -hmm. if that suits, to go to the old house. Yeah. When there are fewer people, like 20 people, we take them usually here. But still we, we go around mm -hmm. if they want. So, and then, of course, the nature here is, that is a, that's a scenery. It, it really is, and we're sitting here in the, the main room, in the living room, and we can see out towards, well, off the south coast of Iceland. It is a beautiful view, and one that changes every day, I would And do you know that? Which next land, if you just cross the ocean? Oh, it depends. I think it's Antarctica, yes. isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, that's why the waves on the, yes. on the, the beach are so dangerous. Not, not here, but further down the coast, because yeah. they've travelled all the way from Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> but this is so wonderful to be able to... We call it the wishing bench. We can sit on a bench there, 
by the ocean. Yeah. And if you look very fast, very, very hard and very closely, then you can make a wish and it will come through. I thought you were going to say you could see Antarctica. You, <laughs> you might if you, <laughs> you have il 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 illusions. <laughs> you tried really hard. Well, we just sometimes we we come out with a stool so we can send and see uh, see Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> you are a very good uh, liar. Liar. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about the history of the town. Then it seems like a good time to do that. And obviously, the the cultural house and the cultural experience here is at the heart of that. But the history of Erebaki is worth talking about as well, isn't it? Because this really did used to be, even more than it is now, a really important place for trade yes, and yeah, shipping in that, South Iceland. That is the reason why we moved over here. It, the reason is that I was brought up uh, in, in the belief that Erebaki was the best of all. Everything good was here. Mm -hmm. Uh, this came from my family because they lived in this museum now, mm -hmm. the, in Husi. And my father just told me all about it and he told my mother and they told me and so on. So therefore we moved here. And the story of Eirabaki is such that you were talking about the trading company, mm. which mm. was the biggest in Iceland at Eirabaki. It was established in 1765 by the Danes because we were ruled by the Danish kingdom. And, uh, and there was a monopoly. Mm. And this trading company, think about it, it served the whole south and coast mm. from Hellisheiði, where Kveragerði is, yeah. to Hornafjörður. And that meant that all farmers, all seamen, if they wanted to get bring their products into to, to goods and so on, they had to come here, cross mm. rivers, mm. they were poor and so on. And we had, in this time, had very much of difficulties, volcanic eruptions, yes. we had hard winters, people were sick, people were dying, and this was all happening. And then they met the Danes in the trading company and they were not treated nicely. Mm. Okay, we have the Cinderella, point there, turning point. And that is when my people come over. Mm -hmm. Ah, that's a passionate story. My people... Did you say come over from where? Okay, i tell you that. Okay. I, this is... A, are you listening? I'm listening. <laughs> okay, so we have this 14-year-old uh, girl, Sylvia, uh, from the north, leaving Iceland with her grandmother and her husband. And they go to Copenhagen. There was no, there were no schools in Iceland, mm. and this was happening, you know, just in early 19th century, and uh, and uh, they, she was put into music school right away and into school. Gudmundur, he came from Hafnafjörður, mm. and uh, he had been in some school there, and but he wanted to study enterprising and business, so he went to Copenhagen. They met there when mm. over 20 years old, and they got married, happily married. And at this time, when they were 25 and married and just bought a flat, uh, Sylvia had become the best and most respected solo uh, concert pianist in Copenhagen, 25 years old. And they, he was doing very well working for the French consulate 
in Copenhagen, mm. in the business department for France. And uh, one day, he's going home from work. This is a turning point. There is this guy who stops him in the street and says, you are good mentor, aren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm good mentor. I've heard so many nice things about you. Oh, that's nice. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. The thing is that I really, I really need to speak to you and I really need your talent, you know, and to, to hire you. Well, I have a very nice job. Yes, but I have a job that is a little bit different because Iceland is suffering from poverty and and all that. And, uh, and I know that something has to be done and you have... I just bought the biggest trading company in Iceland because the monopoly is over and we have to really work it out. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I'm so sorry, but my wife is has a career here which she's not going to this little place, you know, with turf houses and mm -hmm. so on. And uh, when he says to her, him that, uh, that uh, it's, it's not going to be realized, then he said, says to him, it's like, you know, really, his consciousness is really put at risk. Wow. But what are the Icelanders doing here in Copenhagen every night on cell meetings? What are they discussing? You, you know how you, <coughs> you, know, you hesitate? Yes. And then he, he says, aren't they making strategies about, about uh, how to come independent? Being not being a colony anymore? Mm. Oh, yes. Good mother said. Okay. You shall go home to Sylvia, your wife, and this would be a mission because it, you have to start at home to change things. Icelanders have no education. They, they are poor and they come to Copenhagen like vagabonds. And this is not a very respectful way of appearance, you know. And they're not being listened to the right way. So you, if you reinforce their talent. They have their, their, their clever people, but they are not shaped for that yes. to, to, to present themselves. So he went home and they decided to go on a mission. And this was really something. This was in 1847. And they came over here and Lufoli was the name of the man who owned the trading company, who became a very good friend of them. And he was so grateful, he went all over Copenhagen to find the best piano ever to have Sylvia on the boat, Sylvia went to Herabaki. And they were not moving into the turf houses, which they were all over the place. They went into the big house, who said, mm -hmm. who, the, who the Danes built for the, for the trading company, uh, people because they didn't want to live in turf houses. Mm. So they, this Husid became a kind of a cultural embassy. And they were, you know, housing people, uh, giving, you know, you know, taking care of every guests who came in a diplomatic, for diplomatic reasons, medical doctors, whatever. And uh, they, she, Sylvia, started to run the house and she started to play the piano.
And that was the first time the Icelanders, at least mm. in the south, heard that kind of an instrument. And this was for the first time Icelanders also heard the European masters. Mm. Think about it. Mm. And they came all over the place to listen to this music from heaven. And since then, Húsið has this tradition to open up for musical happening, people coming singing, people coming playing, and you can go in Húsið and see those first pianos brought to Iceland. Okay, she started to run Húsið with 23 people living there on a regular basis, and she taught them languages, she taught them culinary art, she taught them cleaning, sewing, uh, growing vegetables. So he did the same at the trading company. He taught his people bookkeeping, languages, and how to behave towards a customer. You know, the people coming from the east, southeast, long, long way to go, they should be respected. And he did one thing which was very much of a turning point too. He made the first like a bank book. Because you came and you owned a lot. You were in big debts. And usually the people said, oh, you can't get anything now. You are full of debts. But Goodman said, okay, I see you have full of debt. But now I'm going to look at what you have to sell me. And he evaluated the goods. High, much higher than the Danes would ever do. And then, the, 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 uh, how do you say, what you owned became less and less, and they became happier and happier. So people wanted to move to Eirabakki, where they could study, because they also decided that there should be an elementary school. We should have a school for the children. So they did establish the first elementary school in Iceland. And this is the oldest one in Iceland and still working. What's incredible, I think, is that you you explained there what Erebaki used to be like, a difficult place to get to, a hard place to live. And now we sit here in 2023 and it's idyllic. It's a beautiful place. And it's not a difficult place to live in. It is very much of a culture. And, and the thing is that people who are working with their minds, for example, like we are doing, it gives you so much of energy uh, to, to the, 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 the ocean here. Uh, you know, the people in the olden days, mm, mm. They, when they were sick, they were, they were sent to some beach because the ocean gives you so much of energy. And here is so, everything is so calm, but still so... We, I always say we are, we are it's such a short way from the capital but still such a long way, far away. Mm, mm. Because when you get here, you're so far from everything, which makes you stressed. Yeah. But the thing is also, I have to tell you, that when, when me and Valgir are working, I'm, I'm receiving our guests and communicating, we always get you know, something back, like we, when you tell stories, it evokes the story inside of the others. Because my family story, is interesting. This is just one piece of it. But I, I never tell the same every time, you know. I never tell it differently. But 
then they come afterwards and say, oh, when you were talking about your family, I remember I had this grandfather, I had this grandmother moving from this place and, the, and this, da, 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 da. and people have this story inside of themselves, yeah. but they don't have the opportunity maybe to communicate about it. Mm. But stories mm. and the roots, this is such a giving moment. And we get so much back because people say, are you too tired of receiving those people? It's not possible yeah. because you... You're always in, in a, yeah, how do you call it, uh, interactive. It's a two-way. Yeah, it's an interactive yeah, process. Yeah. And, and, of course, we are not talking all the time just to talking. We also have a session in storytelling and session mm -hmm. in music. But, for example, when Navalgir was talking about your performance, Vali, mm. then what now, because now we are 70 years old, then people are very interested to know when did, you compose this song mm. under what circumstances and of course I've been <laughs> with this guy for so long and I know that very well and mm. I know how my family and how we were as a family when this was this record was made and so on so we are starting to often be together you know when he is performing songs yes. and I have a little break with, I, I say some very short things about that, and people laugh, and it's nice to know how this famous song, you know, how it became. Yes. And do song. you have the clear memories of how you and, and when you wrote the songs? Can you think back to what you were doing or what a song was about? Because you've written so many. What happens to him is that he can write a song and a lyric at the same time. Really? Because often mm. people start with so, a song and then they write the lyric, or they write the lyric and then the song. But many of these songs seems to come from an antenna above. They just come in mm. a very, very short time. It is unusual because we were talking before we switched on the microphone about yes. the Beatles. You're a big fan of the Beatles. Oh, and as, as we sit here today, an unreleased Beatles recording is going to be coming out. And I was reminded that Paul McCartney, when he wrote Yesterday... Yes which is one of the most famous Beatles songs, mm -hmm. he just had some random words to fill in the spaces until he came up with the lyrics, and yes. it was scrambled eggs, scrambled was, was eggs. the phrase that went yes. through his head. But, but you, you can compose and write at the same time. You can create the music and the lyrics at the yes. same time. I mean, be, be, because uh, in, in Iceland, lyrics are different from the ones in... in because... In English mean... Yeah, in, uh, yeah it's, I mean, it's a very, the language is more complicated and strict. Mm. You have to do mm. it right. And Valkyrie is very ambitious to do it right. But I think it's what you said is incredible because when we are uh, receiving foreign guests and, and uh, they come from all over the world, and then after having a session with Valkyrie singing for half an hour, three or 40 minutes, they come to us afterwards. He is incredible. He reminds us him just like Paul McCartney of Iceland. <laughs> and you were talking about that. Mm -hmm. And he, it's not only the foreigners, but many Icelanders people say he's Icelandic Paul McCartney. So I'm quite well suited. It's Paul McCartney is still alive. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we are, I think, in a future programme going to talk about Saga Musica, mm -hmm. uh, which, is the, which is your project, which <clears throat> takes the sagas and I guess makes them 
accessible for English mm. audiences yeah. is the first thing to say. Yeah. But you write lyrics around those incredible stories and you write music around those incredible stories. Mm. So we'll, we'll talk about that in the future episode. I cannot wait for your next visit. <laughs> I can't wait to come back either. <laughs> so if anyone is listening to this and they want to come along and hear one of these and see one of these performances or one of these evenings or one of these afternoons or one of these mornings or whatever with, the, with both of you, how can they do that? How do they get in touch? Okay, we have a homemade homepage, <laughs> which is pr mostly made of, uh, by us, but it's called bakastova.com. And uh, there you see the phone numbers and then you can get in touch. We also have, of course, Facebook. Yes. So it's Facebook is Bakastova Culture House and people send me requests over there. And what we do, we are not in having receptions many times a week we try to con control that so we and put people book ahead yeah i mean mm. i'm taking bookings from you know in march 7 24 now so Did you get people from denmark coming just given what you said about the the well, kind of origin I story of Hirabaki. About that because <laughs> i when we were young people hated danish they didn't want to study danish mm. Mm. And I was teaching Danish when I was at university studying, just to get some money. And and the kids I was teaching Danish, they hated Danish. They didn't know why. Mm. But it was the story and the genes that keeps the, the the memory of the genes is remarkable. And uh, then we had this breakthrough when we had a very very brainy uh, series in the Danish television, which is called Matador. And it was Danish, mm. and every Icelander looked at it. And I think it was 30, 30 pieces in the series. It yeah, was yeah. so long. Yeah. And people started to love Danish. Think about how mm. television mm. can go do good. <laughs> <laughs> well, working for the national broadcaster, I'm going to say yes, it does. <laughs> I think it's probably the yeah. safest thing to do. Thank you both very much for now. Very much appreciated. Darian, you were a very nice visitor. Well, you are, you're a very lovely host. So thank you both very much indeed. Austa Christian, Ragnar's Dottir and Valgir Guthjonsson. We will be back here talking to Valgir, of course, about Saga Musica before too long here on Ruve English Radio. My name's Darren Adam. You can get in touch with us anytime. We are english at ruv.is. There is more from Ruve English with all the news from Iceland in English at ruv.is slash English. Roof English Radio is a daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, Roof. <laughs>